The truth is out there. But these two goofballs aren't likely to find it. You're listening to Half Cut Conspiracies. To me, like those sort of classic whiskey cocktails from the 60s just need to be very basic and not frou-frou'd up by modern mixology. Uh, oh, hey. hey! Look at you over there. When did you get here? We've been talking about beer and, and stuff. Why don't you uh, pull up a chair and sit down? Once again, I'm looking directly at where the I was, I was just going to comment. You, this is... That seems to be the place where all of well, our strange guests enter from. It's because it's the no direction there. for me to look at yeah. without like hurting my neck. And I think maybe this is partly because you know I've been an actor. And so I need to embody this idea of talking. You're really, yeah, to... you got to sell it. Like, even to me. I'm like, wait, what? Who? Oh, okay. Hey, pull up a chair and uh, pour a drink. We're about to start talking about some conspiracy theories. And what are we talking about this time? Today, we are diving into the COVID-19 coronavirus conspiracy yes. that are out there. Yes. And there's a lot of them. Uh, but there was a study just done, like, in the last couple of weeks about... Which conspiracy theories around COVID-19 were the most prevalent? Mm. And I don't know if you saw that in your research. No. Um, but it was really interesting because the number one thing was not what I would have guessed. In fact, what it is, by a substantial margin, like two or three times the next in line, it's miracle cures. Like hydroxychloroquine. Like UV light. And yeah. the idea that these things actually work, but they're being suppressed. Donald Trump did get COVID-19 a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He was treated. Um, I don't believe any of the treatments he talked about included hydroxychloroquine. No. Nope. UV light. No. Nope. Bleach. Nope. He was on that new one. Re- Re- Regenevir Re- 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 or whatever Re- Rejuven- that was. Rejuvitron. Which I can't recall the name of it, but... I think it's Regenevron. I don't think it is. I really think, no. It's close no. to that. Yeah. It's, it's very close to that. Regenevere or something. No, it's... Re- Renevere. Re- Redaz- something Redazavere. No, yeah. there's something like a Regenevere. Anyways, my point was, that's not the actual treatment. I think treatment. Regenitron's the name of a transformer. The, yeah. <laughs> that's not the actual treatment he was getting. That's not the, the name of the medication. That's the name of the company yeah. that develops it. Yeah. I did want to say, in regards to, like, the, um, the miracle cures thing. Mm. One of the things I thought was interesting about that point is that the same people who are are arguing that, you know, you should give patients hydroxychloroquine, um, I want hydroxychloroquine if I get sick, those are very likely, if you had a Venn diagram of those people and people who would refuse to take a vaccine, it's like a circle. The number of people, it's it's a little bit, it's a little bit shocking and, and troubling how many people have verbally said they would refuse a vaccine. Okay, so on the note of vaccine, one of the conspiracies behind that is that the vaccine itself, like they these, these people, they don't b- really believe in the coronavirus. They think it's kind of made up. Yeah. And the purpose of it is to get a global vaccination of putting microchips in people right and so i'm wondering if those people if that pie chart man diagram is also (laughs) compounded with them thinking like that same group of people thinking that the vaccine isn't actually a vaccine it's a microchip that they're wanting to implant in the people to track them further Mm -hmm. and so maybe is that why those people are saying we don't want the vaccine because A, they don't believe that coronavirus is a real thing. And B, they think it's, and I believe it's, yes, Bill Gates is behind this microchip yeah. uh, conspiracy. And they think it's part of a, it's not a vaccine for the virus, but they think the virus is a preface to getting this this vaccine in air quotes, which is actually a uh, some sort of, tracking chip or some sort of chip so i wonder if that's what it might be i do wonder whether or not like i don't want to suggest that i'm smarter than bill gates but it seems like if you needed to get a tracking chip into people through a vaccination instead of like inventing a virus that doesn't exist i guess at that point you deal with forced vaccinations but i just think like why not just do it through the flu vaccine 
do the people who do the flu vaccines, are they somehow not connected to the global conspiracy involved in these vaccines? And if they're not, couldn't you just, like, it's Bill Gates again and the Rothschilds, <laughs> like, go buy the company in charge of them and then put your people in the flu. And That's true. I guess, yeah, you wouldn't really need coronavirus for this. I think everyone the only gets the there, flu though, vaccine. is yeah. with coronavirus is it's bad enough that it's forced vaccinations. Is what people's Are there fears. places that have? No. Okay. No. But that's right. people's fears that it will come to that. Okay. But again, couldn't you just have a flu outbreak that's so bad that you have to, like, okay, again, buy the company in charge of the flu vaccines, put the microchips in the flu vaccines, fake a flu outbreak that's so bad that. Okay, here's my thing though. You wouldn't even have to fake a flu. We get the flu every year. The flu comes around every year. Right. This it, would be if you were smart. And Bill Gates, I'm talking to you. If this is your plan. Oh, I'm Bill Gates. Yes. <laughs> if this is your plan to microchip everyone, why wouldn't you just make it a long-term plan and just put your microchips in every year's vaccine? Because not there are some people who are never going to get a flu vaccine. Which is why I would say that you would have to make You'd have to fake a flu outbreak that was so mm. bad to force for everyone. everyone. Okay, but All that, right. um, that's the nope. I was going <laughs> to I was, was going to spoiler a TV show, but I'm not going to do that. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, no spoilers in this show. Um, but yeah, it's like, why did I don't see why you need a separate outbreak to vaccinate to force vaccinate people. And again, we're not even talking about forced vaccinations at this point. And in fact, the vaccinations they're talking about, they're saying are not even going to be like 50% effective at this point. So if this is all made up, like, why don't you, why, if you want people to get the vaccinations to get the microchip, why aren't you coming out with like, hey man, this vaccine is going to be 98% effective. Why do you have scientists hmm. saying like, it's going to be like maybe 50%, like it's going to be, it's it's still going to mostly be herd immunity that helps us here and like people are still going to die. Like that's not, yeah, that's not. Use some rational thinking in, yeah. in your planning. I don't think that Bill Gates is behind it, even though for whatever reason, people think that the Bill Gates, Bill well, and Melinda Gates Foundation it's is, because is behind he's, it. And he's they're huge on to, vaccines. Yeah. And, and, and they feel like, He's really trying to microchip everyone. Um, uh, but it's also, the one... it's also about um, killing people, too, though, because there is a, a quote from Bill Gates at a, I think it, he was doing a TED Talk or something similar to that, which has been taken, well, it's not taken out of context because the quote is actually as it is, but the quote is misunderstood, mm. where he talks about um, how increasing vaccines in third world countries helps to reduce population. Mm. Which, of course, people think goes like, oh my God, he's putting out vaccines to kill people. And it does, if you don't understand what he's talking about, sound like that. But what it comes down to is in these third world countries where mortality rates are incredibly high, um, families are having more children because they don't know which of their children will live. Right, okay. If you are able to vaccinate in those countries and and those same people can trust that their children will live a full life, they don't mm -hmm. have to keep making them. Yeah. Um, and so you will cut down on population, but it's not because it's killing people. It's because people will live longer and don't need to potentially be replaced. Yeah. So in, in theory, it's prolonging life rather than just making a bunch of lives that are going to yeah. die from whatever virus And in prolonging that life means that there aren't Lives yeah. made unnecessarily. Yeah, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, okay, so I think we can say that that Bill Gates thing and the microchip thing is bullshit. Uh, the other side to that is they don't need to microchip us. Yeah, we're carrying our microchips yeah, in our Yeah, exactly. Phones. We've, everyone, well, most people have cell phones on them that track everything now. So if they want to know where you're at, even if you turn off your location settings, they can, there's AI out there that's intelligent enough to see what you're doing on your phone, yeah. what you're searching, what businesses you're frequenting. They can tell everything about you. Anyways, so my point is, I don't think microchipping people in that sense of vaccination is very effective because they've already got, yeah. they've already got the information they're looking Although for from I, cell phones. I am, I am disappointed because I would like a microchip from Bill Gates. 
I'm sure you could write him a letter and he'll send you something. <laughs> Did they right? so? I think so. Yeah, why not? He's probably He doesn't even have to vaccinate me. You can just like stick a needle in me. <laughs> Dear Bill. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want you to needle me. Um, so, okay. The next one that is a, a pretty big one and it started out really big and then they've scientists have debunked it. I don't know why I put scientists in air quote. <laughs> You're falling into the trap. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Um, scientists, is this the, the lab engineered one? Yes, yeah. the lab engineered one. And so this is kind of a two-part one that I, I found. There's a, a second part to it okay. in reaction to it. So originally people were talking about, oh my gosh, this is, uh, it was engineered in China and it's slash it's a bioweapon from, you know, the Chinese military and it's for population control or to, to take over power kind of yeah. thing. So that was, that was one of the original conspiracies on that side. And then from that, um, the Chinese government released their own side of the story and basically put the blame on the states saying that no the states was the one like the the united states were the ones that brought the virus into china and so i remember i was oh. listening to a podcast and oh, they were saying well. it was on their state news or their state media and it was their oh i don't know one of their their officials in the government that was saying that the Americans were the ones that the American military was the one that brought it into China. And so they were trying to convince their population that it was from America. Like the Americans yeah, were the yeah. bad guys. Released and, it in China and then from China it spread everywhere else. Yes. So let me just say that under a Donald Trump presidency, I do find it conceivable that, that the military would bring a virus to China, release it in China, and then fumble their response to a virus outbreak that they caused bad enough that it comes back into their own country. <laughs> that actually seems feasible. I, okay, you know what? Now that you say that, <laughs> I could see this. So recently in the news, didn't they reveal that Trump has massive debt to China? Like Trump personally. Uh, Is it China that he's got? He's got a secret China bank account. Yes, or sorry, that's yeah. what it, yeah. But he does also have massive debt. Yes. So, sorry, I just created that conspiracy that they were tied together. <laughs> you heard it here first, for yes. real. Um, but I could totally see that Trump, with all of his power, thinking that he could run the world, being like, we got to put this virus in China so we could cripple their economy, yeah, let's, let's and then like, it would crash their computers. right in the bank Yeah, I exactly. owe money to. Yeah, and then I, well, I'll be cleared of my debts. Well, that's that's totally. right. Like, he's thinking, like, an actual, like, flu virus is going to be a computer virus. <laughs> yes. Like, Drop it on their server. It'll get the flu. It'll lose all the files. And then I'll be debt free. Exactly. That's uh, what Hillary should have done with her emails. <laughs> Can't find them if they catch the, the flu. flu. Yeah. The thing about engineered in a lab is I think, like I know some of, I shouldn't say I know. I, I feel like I've read some of the things that have been written about why they think it wasn't. But I do feel like that's a difficult one to completely disprove, right? Well, like, how do you, how do you... So, okay, th this is the thing that is really hard to debunk a lot of conspiracy theories is, so with this engineered in a lab, scientists have already said that due to the makeup of the virus, it is, it's not probable the way they framed it it sounded like it was basically impossible yeah, yeah. to that it was man-made yeah and i'm not a scientist so i have to take them at their word but that's the problem is that because i can't personally analyze this and i don't know what to even look for yeah. i have to believe that that the scientists know what they're talking about and I think with conspiracy well, we theorists... Need, we need to have like a virus sommelier, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, it does not taste laborn. I don't know. Why is he French? <laughs> I mean, sommelier is yeah, a French word. Okay, but, good. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that was... It, it sounded like a Chinese accent, I thought, so. I oh, thought that'd be really bad. Oh, oh, okay. French accent I'm okay with. So. <laughs> well, now that you said that, I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, so that's, that's the thing, is that scientists have said that it's not possible for it to be yeah. a man-made virus. And so the the average rational person who believes in science 
would say, okay, if enough scientists are saying this, it must be true. So that's why I'm saying this one, for me, I feel is dis- discredited. Yeah. Because I, enough I think, scientists like, have also, analyzed and it. And again, I'm not a scientist. And I don't understand how viruses are made naturally or how they're made in labs. But I, it seems like if they, that science should be able to replicate a natural process. That if this virus is um like it's it's a SARS virus, right? Yes, yeah. So if this is a virus that can come to exist naturally as an evolution or a mutation of an existing virus, then scientists should be able to have done the same thing to have like externally caused that mutation or nudged that mutational. I mean, maybe it's impossible because I don't know the science of it, but it, it just seems to me, I mean, my argument against it being um, a, a lab virus would come down to kind of the same argument about, you know, why the, the vaccines are probably not trying to force people into getting them. It's that it's just, it's marketed wrong. Like if this was a lab virus, I would expect a much higher fatality rate. You know, if it was intended to be a, a bioweapon. Yeah. Flip side is that if it was, if it escaped or if it was a leak, it might have been a bioweapon that they were still tweaking, that it didn't mm-hmm. reach that high level yet. Um, but to me, like of all of the conspiracy theories, I do think the bioweapon one to me has the most potential traction. I don't think it's true. But it seems the most potentially likely. I don't know how you feel about the coronavirus. We haven't actually talked about our beliefs in the coronavirus itself. I do want to say, even though we're talking about coronavirus conspiracies. And having some laughs. Yeah, and having some laughs. This is a a very serious thing. Um, People are dying. Uh, The numbers are very high worldwide. Whether you believe it's the coronavirus itself that is, you know, killing people or causing a lot of harm in people's bodies or some other factors from the coronavirus, it is very serious. I think it will have long-lasting effects, and this is something that I believe people should be taking seriously in order to get back to a normal way of life. So, you know, as, as much as we laugh at these conspiracies, I think... People need to wake up and realize that. Wake up, sheeple! Sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but they yeah, need. No, I mean, like, we wear masks, social distance. Like, don't, don't, don't. Try not to congregate in more than six people. I know. I know parties are fun. I know people probably want to get married. I think you know, for the good of everybody, these are the sort of things that we need to step away from for a little while. If you look at the way that the the United States has treated this versus Canada. We're same geographical location, completely different way of dealing with it, especially in BC. America, the numbers are rising like crazy. Uh, People are dying. Hospitals are full. It is insane. Here in BC, sure, there's, there's hot spots where the numbers are going up, but it's not to the point where we've had to completely alter our lives and stay locked in our house. To an extent, the that fact does play into some of the conspiracy theory ideas. Because there are people who are like, well, they, I, I've seen in the last couple of weeks a lot of like, do you know anyone who's had coronavirus? I do. Okay. I, I don't mean... <laughs> okay. I'm sorry to hear that. I, don't I hope they're doing okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But a lot of people don't. I don't personally know anyone yeah. who's had it. Um, and a lot of people haven't. And so that mm-hmm. messaging is, how bad can this be if you don't know anyone who's had it? Um, and I, I think the, the danger there is that part of the reason that people, for the most part, maybe don't know anyone who's had it is because we have done a fairly good mm-hmm. job of responding to it. And that doesn't mean that it's not a danger or a concern, and therefore we should just go back to having huge parties on the beach and spitting in each other's faces for fun. Um, <laughs> I miss those days. Yeah, those uh. are great days. Um, we need to say the course, um, because the, the fact that it hasn't had that kind of huge impact is a good sign that we're doing things right. I would urge people to err on the side of caution. Mm. In having conversations with people who kind of think it's bullshit 
I always go to the point like, wouldn't you rather be alive in three years looking back saying that was a bunch of bullshit and now we know it and then you can rub your, you know, their faces in it versus having some crazy health issues because you had, you know, mild symptoms that now turned into... Which is another thing that we don't really know about it, which is the long-term impact of this disease on people who survive it. Yeah, and so I would rather not look back five years from now or three years from now and have led a cavalier life right now thinking it's all fake and then paying for it for the rest of my life because I thought it was fake. And turns out, oh... It was real, and now I can't take a full breath. I can't yeah, run. Yeah. I can't eat a full meal because I get winded. I'm pretty sure at some point we will get back to being able to spit on each other for fun again. Until then, spit on yourself. <laughs> if you really need that kind of interaction. <laughs> All right, yes. <laughs> that sounded like a good ending, but um, I just... <laughs> But we got more to talk about instead. I just, um, well, I do. Uh, so we kind of covered most of them. The only other one that I've heard in a different context, but not necessarily tied to coronavirus was the 5G one. And it wasn't until I, I heard the reasons why people thought 5G network, like the 5G network yeah, yeah. that's going in now. So it they were thinking that it's, I don't know, the magnetic waves were a way to assist in the virus traveling far distances. Okay. And so okay. so that's why and you've got a lot of high level celebrities, politicians, like everyone that are have the same mindset of the 5G network is bad and it's helping the coronavirus spread. Well, I think though originally too, um there was the idea that there was no coronavirus, and it was the 5G networks that were creating those symptoms. Oh. I seem to recall that being a thing. Interesting. Um, either way, it does pose the question about why the symptoms or the virus are spreading in areas that do not have 5G networks. Because those networks go really far. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. That's what it is. You're right. <laughs> Man, you had smarted me again. <laughs> yep. There we go. Case solved. <laughs> um, no, I think this one uh, in itself is, I like, honestly, it's it's a 5G network. It's like hooking up an internet cable to your house. It's, and like, then it's saying, like 4G, hey, but bigger. Yeah, right? I don't know, but we've got so many airwaves, radio waves, whatever frequencies that are going through the air at any given moment. Everyone in... No, but I'm just saying... That's like, what I'm saying. I'm not saying that's... I'm going to say that's maybe not the best argument, though. It's like... It's, you're kind of saying, like, we're already this far into, like, no, no, fucking no. ourselves up no, with, my with point, radio waves. My point, Let's just go one step further. No, my point was, like, there's so many air... Whatever frequencies that are traveling through, whether it's AM radio, FM radio... The microwave that you put your food in. Yeah. Uh, I had a microwave LTE. when I was in my twenties, and I'm pretty sure like bled radiation into my living room. Probably, yeah. It actually That's like, why it you are the way you are. No? <laughs> it didn't have digital numbers. It had like the the flippy the flippy <laughs> flippy numbers. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> they made that in a yeah, microwave. That one? was that old. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. My point was. <laughs> There's so much shit floating through the air right now. There's satellites that are in space right now. They have to have a powerful enough signal to make the signal reach Earth. So with 5G network, sure, yeah, it's another signal that's going into the air. But if we haven't had issues with every single other thing, and you got to keep in mind... The radios or the the frequencies and signals that were from the '60s and '70s that were going through the the airwaves haven't gone through as much testing and don't have as much. Yeah, which is why those ones probably killed a lot more people. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like those ones would have been more harmful than what's coming out now because the tests and the things that they have to go yeah, through yeah. right now to make it consumable yeah. are a lot more stringent than they were before. Plus, how are we ever going to get like superpowers if we don't start like throwing more radiation into the air 
You no, know, you have to get bitten by a spider that's no, no, radioactive. Okay, well, that's Spider-Man, but um, <laughs> the X-Men are mutants. We have to mutate Yeah, but they weren't people. all radiation. Which X-Men was radio was activated well, by so radio? All, all X-Men are mutants. They mutate. They're mutations yeah, of the human species. Yeah, but How not from radiation. Not directly. It's not like you shoot them with microwaves. <laughs> but it's just like natural mutation from the existence of radiation. So, uh, anyways, yeah, that's my story on 5G. Done. Check. Although 5G, I feel like, could almost be a subject on its own. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of conspiracies related mm-hmm. to that. Which I think we could dive further into that, but I thought it was interesting that it popped up for as a yeah. transmission to yeah. the coronavirus. Oh, the other one. Okay, so I have two left that I kind of wanted to touch on. The wealthy elites are intentionally spreading the virus for their gain. And now we can see that the wealthy elites are gaining from this. Some I don't necessarily know. Not all of them. Yeah, it's not yeah. like all people that are wealthy are gaining. But well, yeah, I think you know when I see when I think wealthy elite, a lot of that goes out to like the Hollywood elite, which I think for the most part aren't gaining right now because like movie theaters are no, shut but... down, film production is shut down. Tom Hanks, you know, got coronavirus or did he? Apparently, though, when he got, when he got coronavirus, uh, it was actually because he was uh, on house arrest because of uh, pedophilia charges. Oh, That's, shit. The, the coronavirus was a, a cover story for that. Damn. Was yeah. his wife also <laughs> pedophilia charged? Didn't she get it, too? Probably, yeah. Damn. Yeah. But, no, on, on that wealthy elites, like, if you look at... Uh, Amazon, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, absolutely. All of the companies he are doing is, huge. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of these uh, organizations that were allowed to continue operating because they were essential in, in some way in delivering services or products to people that were shut down from their industries and, and forced to stay at home, they are profiting huge. They almost have an, a monopoly because it's forcing every citizen of the world to funnel their basically what funds they have into surviving via these these companies and here's the thing not to give many ideas but if i were jeff bezos and i was making tons of money because of the coronavirus i would include the coronavirus in every package shipped from amazon but then you're killing your customers no you're just making them sick yeah, but if they die, yeah, but it's, it's the, they might the, be old. You don't know. Yeah, well, but, you do know. You yeah, you have all their information. <laughs> yeah, tying into that in in giving people the virus, herd immunity is also something that's going around right now, mm-hmm. and it's not a conspiracy. <laughs> make sure you don't get herd immunity. Yes. That's a nasty no, one. <laughs> but it's it's not a it's not a conspiracy. But I did hear from <laughs> my scientist friend. <laughs> on uh, on the radio bill not uh yeah no i did hear that scientists are saying because of the type of virus it is it's similar to the flu it changes annually yeah and they are thinking that coronavirus could be something unless we completely kill it off yeah it could come back in a mutated form so with herd immunity well there's already that problem of people who have had it apparently getting it again yes so with herd immunity the problem is is you would have to go through that process every single iteration of the virus. So you would be killing off millions of people just to get herd immunity every time. So uh, I think the, 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 the faster version of explaining that is that you cannot get herd immunity. True. Well, I mean, yes. In sh- in short, yes, you cannot get herd immunity in in total. Yeah. What you can get herd immunity is for the flu this year, but it would kill a lot of people. Yeah. So you would have like nine months of being safe. And then it's like, it's like the Hunger Games. Your, your name goes in the lottery and then are you going to die? I don't know. We'll find out next year. Oh, man. The Hunger Games is way more exciting than just getting the flu, though. <laughs> I mean, sure, you could try and survive it, but... With Whatever. a bow and arrow. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyways, herd immunity is bullshit. Yeah. So. It's not, but... I well, mean, not it, like it, for it the coronavirus yeah. from what they, what scientists, which I choose to believe, yeah. um, um, are saying. 
I mean, hopefully, though, if even if it does go that route, it would be nice if if we were able to still treat it like the annual flu so that there was um, mm-hmm. a, vaccine a vaccine every year. Yeah. Which, again, you know, maybe doesn't have a, a, a perfect um, accuracy rate. What's the mm. Efficacy? Efficacy. I hear that a lot. Uh, uh, but at least, again, it's 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 helpful. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Even with the flu, people, people do die. die. Yeah. Like, it is, it's sad. It's just, it's inevitable. The flu is pretty powerful for those with immunocompromised systems. And the only thing, the only difference that... I see between coronavirus and the flu is that there's a lot of unknowns with the coronavirus right now. And the coronavirus is a lot more, I forget the word they use, but it's spread a lot easier. Whereas the flu, if one Although person... we're still trying to figure out and understand how it spreads. That's like, true. Just within the last couple of weeks, there was a study that, that discovered that it was, it was surviving on surfaces a lot longer than we originally thought. Um, and so that, again, like... I don't know the history of research into the flu and how our understanding of the flu has evolved, but it, it feels like it could be, you know, even multiple years before we have a proper handle on everything that we need to know about the coronavirus. And if it is changing and evolving, that's going to be even harder to pin down because what we thought was true now is no longer true, right? I have a feeling... It- we're going to have the same outcome as the flu is where this is never going away. We will just have a better understanding of the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. how it affects us long-term, how it's spread and how we can better mitigate spreading that. And I think that guys, I I might have to take back what I said about being able to spit on each other. Eventually that might be a thing we don't do anymore. I, I personally, I don't think we will be able to go back to, the exact same level of normalcy that yeah. we we used to have i think there's always going to be that caution that we will be taking moving forward where we've never had at least in my lifetime or any lifetime i can remember you know in in history that i've learned of people being limited to what they are able to do because of a virus and maybe yeah. this is because back in the day they weren't able to share information as much. And so it was in, in smaller segments of society and they, it was all new. So they didn't make such harsh changes, but I feel like because we've opened Pandora's box of limiting gatherings and forcing people into some confinement because we were unsure of what coronavirus could do, how it could spread, how it was being spread I feel like now we're at a point where we're hypersensitive to any type of new disease or virus that comes mm-hmm. forward. And I think we've we've gotten to the point where we've done so much with you know pollution and 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 uh, GMO and all that stuff that we've messed with science a lot that now we're into we're going past what nature would do that mm. normally sure we would we could get over it with a, a regular vaccine and now we're into something else that is man-made and now we have to figure out a a way to i guess outmaneuver ourselves our own science and because it's all unknown it's not something that we can look back in the history books of oh yeah they they dealt with this back in the past here's some science behind it this is all new stuff it's all real time i feel like we are going to be hyper cautious moving forward so i don't know that's where my my sense is is that nothing's going to go back to the normal normalcy we had before it's going to be a new normal yeah i agree and i i find myself just personally when i'm at the grocery store in particular if someone gets like even a little bit too close to me these days, it, I really notice it. And it, it kind of makes me feel like not, it doesn't make me long for the before time. It's the opposite. It makes me look at the before time and think like, wow, we were really cavalier about our personal space and about 
our bodily fluids and like openly sneezing on produce and and not really caring about it. And 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 I feel like okay, admittedly, I would like to be able to go back to not wearing a mask. I do. I wear a mask when I go to the grocery store. I'm not a fan of it, especially because it makes my glasses fog up a lot. <laughs> um, but but I do. Um, but I think even losing the mask, I would prefer to keep that six foot of distance between myself and other people because it's like I remember the the the, the mindset of like um, STIs. This idea of like you don't know where that other person has been. And I think that extends beyond just their genitalia. What spews out of their nose, what spews out of their mouth, you don't know where they've been. You don't know. I mean, maybe it's just garlic and that's annoying, but maybe it's it's something else. Like, I, I really want to be far enough away from anything your body might explode out of it that I don't have to be worried about it anymore. The only other sort of theory, a conspiracy theory that I would want to talk about is sort of the the idea of I don't know if this is necessarily the same thing or if there is like there is like a Venn diagram overlap. The idea of like pandemic and the idea of this being about trying to exert control over people. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook groups talking about the mask mandates, yeah. you know, the, the forcing people to wear masks to go to Walmart and how they, they refuse to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because they won't be controlled. They won't be told what to do. Okay. And it's like this, this idea that the whole point of the coronavirus is to, to, to get people used to the government telling them what to do so that at some point in the future, when the government wants us to do something nefarious or wants to do something nefarious to us, we will be more prepped to follow along. So, okay, yes, that's interesting that you mentioned that because that video that I sent you, the one of the things they talk about was they were they figured it would go in waves and it's kind of happened mm-hmm. a little bit, not as much as they were talking about in the documentary of they would basically everything would go into shutdown uh because the the virus was taking over and then as as things got better, they would ease restrictions so people could kind of go back to a normal life and then things would pick up again. And so they would shut everything down and they would do that over, you know, several cycles. And each time they went through a cycle, it would basically condition humans to just go with what the government is saying. So it was it was a way almost like Pavlov's dog where you ring the bell, you know, give it food and then eventually you get to the point where all you have to do is ring the bell yeah. and and the mouth is drooling, right? So so eventually you just have to tell people what what to do and they would do it because you've gone through that cycle of breaking them down. And so that's what they talked about and so it's interesting that you you would bring that up as, you know, pandemic as this is kind of like a almost a, a, a way of controlling the population. And I, I don't know because it hasn't happened like that everywhere. Mm. I could see if, if it was a, a concerted effort where we were at a point now where we were going into a second lockdown, I feel like, yeah, sure. That's, that's a lot more plausible that they were, they were trying to condition the people, but Sure, some places where there's more population, they're going in, they're going back, especially in Canada. In Toronto, I have a friend that lives there, and they're back into phase two, which is, uh, I think that's bars and restaurants are shut down. Mm-hmm. And so they've gone back, but if you look at their numbers, it's because they're higher. Whereas yeah. BC, I feel like we're running, other than the entertainment industry. We're doing pretty good, although I think this last, today, we had like the highest numbers since July. Okay, but is that because of uh, two weeks or I guess less than two weeks ago was the Canadian Thanksgiving and we had... It might be because of that, but they, so, they are saying that they might they might try pushing some, some restrictions again. Okay, so may, I mean, this is still, like we said before, this is very this is new. Ongoing. We're this still is ongoing. This is so changing. it could be a very fluid thing. I could see some validity in that where they're trying to 
basically control the public. But at the end of the day, that is what they're trying to do. Yeah, and I think, <laughs> right? I think like, like it's the the controlling the public is on a case by case basis. Right? Yeah, like if if you tell me to stay in my home as much as possible for the next two weeks, I'm going to do that. If you tell me that I should go into a camp because of what my race is and stay in this cage, I might not do that. I might not be okay with that. And I don't think that one necessarily makes you more inclined to do the other. I -hmm. think it's a false equivalency. I think the argument doesn't make sense. And there was this, this post that I saw on Facebook, I think this week or last week, um, that was apparently like a letter from someone who is in in the know in the Liberal Party about what their plans are for the future and how okay so one of the things that they're they want to do is they're going to wipe out uh, all personal debt. Oh, right? nice. Well, see, so you think that, oh. but uh, you know, if you agree to have that wiped out, you have to give up all ownership of your property so you don't own anything anymore isn't that communism right exactly and that's a huge thing that people are afraid of right now um and so it's a choice you can choose to do this uh it's part of somehow it's connected to getting a vaccine i think um (laughs) you only get it if you give up your property kind of um and and if you refuse to do this initially you're not allowed to leave your house and then later, eventually, you're going to be forced into into camps oh. because you're a danger to society because you won't get the vaccine that comes with the whole communism, socialism thing. And I think, like, there's a lot of people that that's kind of what they're picturing when they talk about we are conditioning people to be used mm-hmm. to doing what the government says so that when these people are moved into camps because they're refusing to get the vaccine because the vaccine is mandated and forced on them. People will just go along with that. Should we talk about Patreon? Yes. Let us do that. I am, that's the only note. Yeah. One of the only notes. You had two, one note you scratched out. I had three. Out, no, I had, uh, well, one we talked about and then one you scratched out without talking about it because I ended yeah. on a better point or something. I, my, I think, what does this say? Monkey stole. Oh yeah. <laughs> Was, I made a note about a monkey stole the virus in uh, in India, because you you were talking about how the, something about the and virus. Then what? Well, no, you mentioned something. I don't know oh, something about a virus. Like, did a monkey been, actually steal a virus in India? It, yeah, for real. A monkey escaped the lab with a viral of and the then virus. What did he do with it? I don't know. It just ran away with it. Just probably dropped it. Somewhere. That's the end of the story. I didn't look into it further, <laughs> but it was a while ago. I remember hearing that. And it, it the reason I wrote that note was because you made a comment on how maybe it, when we were talking about the biological, the yeah, bioweapon, the the you were thinking that maybe it it wasn't killing enough people or something. So maybe it was released early. And so oh, it was like, like a monkey stole yeah, it. Yeah, what if the monkeys <laughs> stole it? <laughs> Before it was wow. done, was that was that like a random monkey? Was that a monkey they were going to test on? I hope it's a I, monkey. They I were think gonna it test was on. a. Well, this is the thing because the story when I read it, it basically was like a monkey went into a lab and stole the virus. So I had the question of. Was the monkey already in the lab, or was the security for the lab <laughs> that bad? Oh, look, it's a monkey. Who cares? It's a monkey. Yeah, that a monkey could just go in there, steal a virus, and run away. Anyways, that was that note. Wow. That's amazing. I'm glad I finally asked you what that was about, because that's a great story. Yeah. I, I love the idea that that it might be a monkey that was going to be tested on, and not only was he like, <laughs> fuck you, you're not testing me, but also, I'm stealing this virus and causing a global <laughs> outbreak, you motherfuckers. And that's the true origin, <laughs> the true of, origin corona. of the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Some rare or they like, just, the, rarely The Chinese fast. government doesn't yeah. want to admit that they were outsmarted by a monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so hey, we got a Patreon, guys. We do. We do. Um, we're at patreon.com slash blah, 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 media. That's B-L-A-H, 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 media. 
The reason it's Blah 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 Media is because it covers not just this podcast, but another one I do with my friend Oren Barter called When Banned Things Happen to Good People. Uh, we look at banned books, movies, and other forms of entertainment. We, we might like try to play a banned video game at some point, maybe. Ooh, Do that on like Twitch that. or something, yeah. Uh, we just finished covering the autobiography of Malcolm X. We have, I think, six episodes about that. Uh, we have an episode just released based on when this episode will come <laughs> yeah. out on the film Battle Royale. And the next book we're covering is uh, The Handmaid's Tale by Canadian author Margaret Atwood, which I'm really, Ooh. really looking forward to talking about. But yeah, that that umbrella of blah, blah, blah media covers this podcast and that other podcast. And we have a couple of different levels at which you can support us. So for two bucks, which is basically the bias of coffee level, you get to know that we had a coffee. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah. There's no bonus content for you. You just get a warm feeling in your heart. While we get a warm feeling in our midsections from the coffee that we just consumed. Uh, then one up from there, we got a $5 level, which we kind of call uh, buy us a beer. Uh, because if you haven't noticed, we like drinking on this podcast. Uh, it's actually yes. kind of a central tenet of this podcast that we consume alcohol while we discuss about things. I feel like discuss our conversation, yeah, our, our discuss about things. Uh, I feel like our things wouldn't be as interesting if uh, we weren't, uh, yeah, yeah, drinking a beer. So, so maybe if if we don't ever get anyone at the five dollar level, maybe we should like put out a a sober version of this and see how bad oh, that goes. No cut conspiracies. <laughs> no cut conspiracies. Uh, maybe scare people into like providing us. Some yeah. Liquor. Oh god, I want um, this to be good. Give them money. And in fact, the five dollar level works. Uh, has two different versions. You can support us by buying us a beer here on Half Cut Conspiracies, or you can buy us a beer on Banned Things. And at that level, the reason that it's separate like that is at that level, you will get a shout out at the end of the show as one of our patrons. So if you support us here, we will call your name like, hey, John Doe, thank you for supporting us. And also, monkey who stole the virus, thank you for supporting us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the same thing if you support us at the $5 tier uh, at when bad things happen to good people. Then next we have a ten dollars tier, which is like covers both podcasts basically. We were also going to for the five dollar one. I thought we were going to release some content. No, that's you... just kidding. Sign up for the ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. At ten dollars, okay, you start getting access to the bonus content mm, that's available on Patreon. Right, okay. Because at ten dollars, you clearly really like what we're doing, yes, okay. and you want to hear stupid other shit that we do too. And we had some good shit this we episode. We did. So actually... that'll include things like when we... So how many hours have we recorded right we now? We have two... Oh my God, there's a lot of editing. Two hours and 17 minutes wow. so far. So this is probably going to get trimmed down to about 45 minutes. I'm going to say closer to 50. Okay, we're <laughs> going to say 50. That five minute is crucial. It is for when I need to fit. <laughs> so there's a lot that's going to get cut from that. And yeah. a lot of that material might end up being bonus content. Little five-minute chunks of, 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 of weird rabbit holes we go down while we're talking um, that will be posted on Patreon that you can listen to. So, so yeah, at $10, you get access to kind of all of the extra bonus content that we'll put up, audio content, maybe video content. We were very close to videoing me mixing a whiskey sour tonight, but I got stage fright and I didn't do it. So <laughs> maybe next time we'll do that. And it ended up being a good thing because it wasn't a very good whiskey sour, so I wouldn't want anyone to follow my recipe anyway. And then we have a $20 tier. Yes, I don't know what that covers. That's like the producer tier. That is the, the virtual producer, yes. I think. And that covers basically the cost of our, our putting on this show. Yeah, it covers the cost, literally, of our server. Our server yeah. costs are done. Boom. Um, it also helps cover the costs of our uh, Microsoft 365, which helps Where us. Where we store our OneDrive. Yeah. To, and stuff back and forth. We're looking at starting uh, a website, which is going to have web hosting uh, costs as well. Yeah, none so of these you would things be... are breaking the bank, but that that would be seriously helping us financially to cover those costs. The way the tiers work is, you get all of the previous tiers co contents, right? So yes. you get a shout out. Didn't mention at the ten dollars tier, you do get a shout out on both, both. podcasts. Yes, at twenty dollars, you get a shout out on both podcasts, and also you get the Ooh. bonus material. Yep. And I think we're throwing in like an autographed thank you card. Oh, and, yes, that was it. And yep. maybe, maybe a signed sexy picture of Carlo. <laughs> hey, I mean, if anyone signs up at that. 
And then we do, I think, at Carlo's insistence, we do have the Sugar Daddy tier of $500 a month, which is for people who somehow both like what we're doing and have weirdly large amounts of cash just lying around that they're not doing anything with. So if you want to send us $500 a month, uh, we get to go do cool things like buy new equipment, buy expensive microphones, buy... Uh, lot, we could like uh, have like takeout meals through like oh, DoorDash. Yeah. yeah. Um, buy expensive scotch for this yeah. podcast. There's all kinds of things we can do. And part of that is we would also take pictures or, mm. or document yeah. what we're actually buying, yeah. and you would you would get the exclusive. Yeah, we would send you that. you pictures basically of us spending your hard-earned cash <laughs> yes. that you have for some reason decided to send our way. I don't expect anyone to ever do that, but uh, hey, who knows? Yeah, so that's, so that's, it. that's, that's our it. That's our Patreon. We're super stoked to be launching that. Very excited to be doing the show. Thank you for for being a part of this, mm-hmm. um, for giving us a chance. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, go to our Facebook page and uh, follow our social media. Yeah, where's that? Uh, at Facebook. Um, if you just search Half Cut Conspiracies, basically all of our social media is the same except for Twitter, yeah. which is the which most is... fucking convoluted one oh, ever. Oh, right. And this is, here's, here's our challenge now. Because we were talking about, because it's a fucking mouthful. Yeah, right? so conspiracies spelt in leet speak. And so basically meaning that every vowel is a number. So an, uh, the letter O is a zero. The letter I is, an, is a one. Uh, e is a three. So things like that. So conspiracies. What's a U? We don't have it in our name, so it doesn't fucking matter. So, what is it? Let me try and see if I can and rattle this up. Uh, C-0-N. C- zero is it an S or is it five? It's an S. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's you... the vowels. Yeah. Oh, it's only the vowels. Okay. Yeah. So, C-0-N-S-P-1-R-1-E-S. Yeah. And if that's not ours, then somebody else is a good one. But, uh, yeah, so the only reason for that is because Half Cut Conspiracies was taken on... Uh, Man! Or, no, sorry, it was... Was it taken or too long? I don't know. Some well, there was Twitter's some sort brutal, of thing, yeah. yeah. So they're like stealing all the good shit. Yeah. So that was what I came up with. In the meantime, we can change it one day, yeah. and then it'll change on everyone else's platform. But anyways, Facebook is our central one. So search us at Half Cut Conspiracies. We're also on Apple uh, Podcast now. We uh, just I can't thank you enough for listening to us yep. talk and uh, go through our mental shit that we're talking about. Exactly. Know. Thanks for listening. And uh, as my grandfather used to say, a bird in the hand is super creepy. This has been Half Cut Conspiracies. All right. That guy there is Todd Sullivan. That guy's Carlos Sia. And thanks for tuning in. Till next time.